0: Check, check, mic mm-hmm. check. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: 60 show presented by and on proponex.com taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your
2: host steve Mathis. welcome everybody we're back fly racing moto 60 show presented by ed and fab took a week off last week there was no race the hell of a race this weekend round 6 Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross Championships at Budge Creek site of the first moto win by Tim Ferry in 2003 who can forget that incredible day thanks for listening 702-586-757 we are live right now in Las Vegas Fly Race and Moto 60 show presented by NFAP. Fly Racing designs its race where to complement a rider's natural movements on the bike no unnecessary distractions, straightforward, no-nonsense, function, fit, and style. Fly Racing products distributed exclusively in the U.S. of A. by Western Racing.com. Check them out. They've always got some cool things coming, and uh, I imagine the 2016 gear will be launched very soon uh, among its riders, like uh, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, uh, Alex Martin, those type of guys. will be wearing the 2016 stuff real soon. So thanks again for listening. We appreciate it. Round 6 coming up, Bud's Creek n-fab.com. Dress up your Jeep, truck, or SUV with the hottest looking, hardest working accessories from N-Fab, proudly built in Houston, Texas, US of A. To learn more about N-Fab products, visit n-fab.com. And of course, N-Fab, a big part of the sport with the N-Fab Yamaha off-road team, as well as the JGR Yamaha team of Pike, Barsha, and Nicoletti. n-fab.com. Thomas and the guys down there have been a big part of the sport for a while, and we thank them for doing that and thank them for coming on the show and being part of the show. Jason Wygant and Michael Antonovich, and your phone calls coming up for the next hour. 702-586-PULP, 702-586-7857. Give me a call. What do you want to talk about? we got Bud's Creek coming up this weekend. Talk about the previous five rounds. We got a, we had a break, and uh, now we're at Bud's, and it's halfway through the series. And sweet Jesus, where did the time go, right? Can't believe it. We're going to give away a fly polo shirt and a hybrid short today to just a random caller. Anybody that calls in, we we like your question. We think... We think you may need some style upgrades. We're going uh, to award you the uh, shirt and short. And uh, so I'm Steve Mathis, of course, with you as usual. Uh, producing the show, handling the things behind the scenes, taking calls, making sure we don't have too many repeat winners on the show. The this legendary. I missed you. Thank you. Appreciate it. You had yep. your week off last week. I did. Yeah, it's a long week. Yeah, you probably sat there Thursday at noon. I didn't know what to do Didn't know what to do, didn't myself. know, what, do, didn't know yeah. what was going on or anything like that. Congratulations again on uh, Ryan Dungey. Um, last time we saw him was at uh, High Point, and uh, he didn't lose any points. No, and I was go—I was obviously not happy that he didn't get the overall.
3: Oh, oh, so you're gonna be greedy.
2: You're you're gonna be greedy. Yes, guy. I am. I'm yeah, gonna be yeah, greedy yeah, guy. Yeah.
3: But I thought, you know what?
2: Doesn't matter. We can do this all year. All long. year long, Kenny ain't nothing bring, but a thing. Bring it. Ro- yep. Bring it. Uh, yeah. And uh, Jason Anderson looks like he's gonna start being a thing. This summer, three podiums for him in the five races in the 450 class. So third in the points now. So Jason Anderson looks like uh, he could be a guy. And, of course, Chad Reed. Tits, Chad Reed, folding his team up. It's bad news, Bears, man. Are you surprised? Um, No. No? Mostly because,
3: obviously, you guys have been talking about this for a while, so it's like it came from out of nowhere. Right. Uh, a little, the A li- little surprising that, that uh, they're not doing anything for yeah. the rest of the year. They're just saying, adios. You know, yeah. paying
2: Josh, Josh Grant, money and, see you later. And, yeah, see you later. Let me know if you guys want to talk about that. 702-586-757, uh, Chad Reed folding up Team 2-2. Still wants to race, still going to race. Uh, probably Supercross only for one or two more years, I would think. And uh, Josh Grant, he needs a ride. So we got to find out something, um, something from that. Don't forget about Matt Lemoyne. Matt Lemoyne, yes, also folding his team up. Jab Motorsports also deciding that he he did not have uh, the funding to keep going for the Nationals, and that's terrible because Matt had put in some good rides, consistent top 15 guy on the 450, and that's, that's too bad to see. The sport is never good, no matter how big or small the team is when they go away, and uh, we've seen two teams now go away in the last week. So Nationals are expensive. By far, they're harder on the bikes. They're, it's more expensive for the travel as well. Um, even though there's only four rounds, they, they're more spread apart the country. So, yeah, it's one of those things, man. It's not, not good. Not good to have, uh, no doubt. Fly Racing, Moto 60 Show, presented by NFAB. We'll be talking to um, everybody today about that and uh, giving away some fly racing products, of course. Uh, 250 class, big news. Cooper Webb coming back. That's right. Star Racing's Yamaha. Cooper Webb is making a comeback to racing. He's been out since uh, Supercross with an ankle injury, and uh, and we'll see him coming back and um see how he can do of course before the season you you know a lot of people would have said ah he's going to be a title guy so should be interesting to see if he can come back and run with jmart and marvin um i don't know if he's going to be able to it's tough to um to jump in and do that right away i would think maybe give him a few races he can be there or maybe maybe not even maybe you know those guys have just been improving every week and taking their games to new level and it's going to be hard for cooper to get into the mix but certainly um if he can get up there. There's not a lot of love between him and Jeremy Martin, his teammate, but maybe maybe Cooper Webb can affect this title chase a little bit when it gets closer to the end and J-Mart needs some points and Cooper Webb is in the mix and you never know. So it's one of those things to see. But that's certainly going to be exciting for uh, this weekend. And uh, and to talk about that and much more and take your phone calls, we've got a few lines open, 702-586-7857. Let's get uh, the RaceRex online editor, the voice of American motocross, the Jason Wygant. Yeah. What's up, Weege?
4: Uh I got breaking news. Okay. Yes, yeah, it's very big. Uh, the World Wrestling Entertainment, I want to say Federation, that's what it used to be called, mm-hmm. has relaunched their uh, reality show where they search for the next big star, male and female, in the squared circle. It's called Tough Enough. They do this every couple of years. And you know who is... A leading candidate to win this year is Miss Supercross, Diana Dahlgren. Oh yeah, so and the, even had to get grilled by Hulk Hogan himself the other night. Say my sources.
2: Wow. The first of all, it's not really breaking news because it's been all over Twitter no, and, good and news. people have been it's talking big. about it. What's?
4: I know she even retweeted Vince McMahon's tweets, but come on, man.
2: Will Will she win? What does she get if she wins? What's the deal? What happens?
4: Uh, they basically give you, like, a deal, like a contract. Mm-hmm. Um, and much like any of these other things, like, say, American Idol, even if you win, sometimes you end up sucking when you really right. get the chance. Right. And then the people who didn't win actually end up being better, and they go on to be bigger stars. Yeah. That's the way it always goes.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well, one thing about Diana, like, she's also very muscular and fit. You know, she yeah. she's not just, you yeah. know, a little supermodel waif girl, so she could actually do well.
4: Yeah, I know that uh, people have their opinions here and there, but I think for, you know, not being a professional broadcaster and whatnot, I think she did a good job when she was on camera and they gave her the mic. So I think she'll acquit herself well. And I guarantee you, knowing wrestling, they will take any angle they can get. If they can get a smidge, 1% of the Supercross fans involved, they'll take it. So they'll probably build that part up as well.
2: (laughs) What what if Vince comes to the races and gets her to, you know, get in a fight Ah. with somebody and Feld would love it?
4: Yeah, well, I guess there'll be a new Miss Supercross, right? Her term is over. So, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen this set before. And on one, she'll be in the podium to hand the Miss Supercross crown over to whoever is the next one. I'll shake hands, and then the new Miss Supercross will turn her back for one second to kick kicked in the head and hit with a steel chair. Oh, a million times.
2: fantastic. I can't wait. Yeah, can't wait either. Yeah. Um, also, yeah. can't wait for the weather this weekend, Weege. One hundred percent chance of thunderstorms this Saturday with um, severe thunderstorms also uh, on deck. So does not look good for a sunny day at Bud's Creek.
4: Well, I'm disappointed in myself. I promised myself I would do this about eight or nine years ago. I would start keeping track of all the races that were guaranteed to be mud races and turned out to not be. Because it happens all the time. Mm -hmm. It ends up not raining, not being muddy. We forget. So we forget the next time to be like, wait a minute, we've heard this before, and somehow it turns out okay. So as recently as Colorado, Colorado was going to be a mud race, and Muddy Creek was going to be a mud race, and high point, your best odds are 50-50. It's never a 100% chance of no rain. Right. So we, we survived those. Whatever it was, the whole week leading up to Muddy Creek and the forecast for Saturday was terrible. They're not fine. Colorado rained for, like, 28 days. Stopped raining Friday afternoon. It was fine. Yeah, but... I mean, there's a little worse for wear, but it wasn't a mud race.
2: This is a 100% chance. 100. But then again, this is for Waldorf. Thursday, people,
4: bro.
3: Thursday.
2: People don't, Thursday. Yeah, people don't realize that Waldorf, too, is, is the long way from Bud's Creek. Well, not a long way, but, you know, 40 minutes away or so.
3: Yeah, on the East Coast,
4: there's always these... You know, the thunderstorms are more like pockets. So sometimes... You just happen to be in the right area. I mean, where I live, I'll give you I'll give you the motocross example. Back when my guy Justin Brayton was riding for JTR, Mm -hmm. he had like a makeshift supercross track in a field behind his house. Because there were times where it would not rain there, and at the test track a half hour away would be raining. Just Uh the way it works on the Uh east. So I'm not. I don't care if there's a hundred and ten percent chance of rain. Okay, I'll believe it when I see it.
2: Uh, Fly race and Moto Sixty Show presented by Infamp, 702-586-7857. Give us a call, Jason Wygant from RacerX Online on the phone right now. So uh, Cooper Webb coming back this weekend. Can he can he run with Marvin and and uh, and Muskan right off Martin and and Muskan right off the bat, or is it going to take a little while, or will he even be able to at all? What's your what's your thoughts on where he slots in first race back after missing the first five?
4: Well, my first thought is when you get two Martins and a Marvin potentially on the podium, it's very difficult to keep that all straight.
0: Mm-hmm. As you just
4: demonstrated. Yeah. Very hard. Two yeah. Martins and a Marvin. Jeez. Um, and one time we had a pit, recorder, a pit reporter call him Martin Moosecan. So right. even more confusing. Uh, as far as Webb, uh, he talked to our Chase Stallo this week, and uh, he said he wasn't coming back until he was 100%. I mean, there's no point at this point to know mm. which points or anything. But he feels he's ready to go. Now, I don't know how that's possible since he had two, like, cut tendons, whatever this would be, six weeks ago. Right. That seems like an awfully quick recovery. But I tend to believe him. He says he's not coming back until he's ready, I guess he's ready. And if he's ready, he definitely is fast enough. I'm still worried about Webb's starts, man. Has he ever gotten a good start? Yeah. Ever, yeah. It's been... Maybe two or three total.
2: Right, right.
4: Uh, so – I know everyone's thinking he's going to come in here and interfere and he certainly is capable of it but you have to start in front of the guys to really interfere with them then we won't have the oh is he going to make it difficult for them to get around him oh is he going to ride aggressively doesn't matter if you start behind them mm-hmm. so that's really a huge key to the race key for to the start
2: yeah well i i mean the interesting thing is going to be like let let's let's say that Webb stays injury free and he's able to start getting up to speed and everything else, as the season winds yeah. down and J-Mart needs points. You know, J-Mart and Cooper Weber are on the same team, but they're not exactly bros. So it's going to be no. interesting to see if, if J-Mart needs points. And, you know, this is all down the line a little bit, but if J-Mart needs points, yeah. then, um, you know, I, I could would Cooper do it? Does he have to do it? What happens? Should be interesting because Cooper is one guy that could easily win races if he's 100%.
4: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Like I said, especially because he's claiming that he's, you know, he's not coming back in rebuild mode. He said he's ready to go. I mean, mm-hmm. okay, so we just go back to the beginning of the year, and it was he was just as much of a favorite as the other two guys. So I yeah. guess if he's back at that level, look out. I don't worry too much about the team and point scenario, because here's what I'm wondering. We know that uh, Webb and J-Mart are not bros, but I'm trying to figure out how much of that is genuine – personality conflict and friction and how much of it is just last year they were going one, two, like in the first six motors of the year. Mm-hmm. And they basically were at first battling for the title. Is it just, well, I'm just mad at him because he's winning and I want to win. Or is it actually something between them? Yeah. If it's not, then he's just as likely to want to beat Moosecan as Martin. I don't know if it's a personality thing, is it?
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, and That's also too, wondering also too, in our sport, your enemy one year is your teammate the next year and everybody's okay and one agent gets mother-effed and the other agent is great or whatever. You know what I mean? And a year later he's representing you. Happens all the time. So,
4: Yeah, exactly. So I'm not I'm not going to buy into the look out, J. Mark, Cooper, Webb's back. Uh, I think something needs to happen to reignite it. I think most of the problem last year was that they were just running up front. A lot of the motos and that guy automatically becomes your rival. I don't know if it's like Webb is saying – I want Marvin Muskan to win this title, and I would be angry if Jeremy Martin wins it. I don't think it's a mm-hmm. – it's not quite JMB purposely helping Bradshaw beat Stanton because he hated Stanton so much. <laughs> right. Well, they deny that. They somehow deny that now.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, now I it's fine. I don't
4: think it's quite, quite like that.
2: Is there anybody that you can think of that um, has an advantage at Bud's Creek, that likes Bud's Creek? So let's assume the weather holds out and everything else um, – are there any Buds Creek specialists? I mean obviously Tony Archer. You know, I'm looking for him to go one one. But um oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. But uh you know, is there anybody that you think excels at Buds? I couldn't think of anybody off the top of my head. Not
4: not of this current group. Um I mean Ryan Villapoto was always a killer at this track and I think it was always good for Chad Reed also. But as far as guys that are riding now, uh nah, I don't think so either way. And um it's really interesting because I, not the 450 so much. I think Dunge and are similar on all tracks. I think we're definitely seeing uh, some tracks are better for Martin. Some tracks are better for Moosecan scenario. But I think this one's right in the middle. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you can call this for either way. The last two, definitely good for Moosecan. Sandier tracks are going to be good for Martin. This one's not really either.
0: Right. You know, it's not yeah. the most
4: technical rutted, but it's kind of technical rutted. It's a little bit faster. And I think uh, uh, Muddy Creek, for example. So right. <clears throat> I, I say call it even. One other issue with this track, by the way, through the years, it has so many of those. <clears throat> you go straight down a hill, you do a 180, you go straight up the hill. Mm-hmm. That's never good for passing. I think it's, everybody says every track is the kind of track where you have to get a good start. Yeah, I think that is exceptionally critical on this one. I think it's very easy to get buried and, and hard to. There's just so many 180s. Mm -hmm. And there's only so much you can do on a 180. Um, So I think that's a a factor to start and the way the start is, where it's a little less fair.
2: Yeah. Yeah, qualifying times Um, are huge. Qualifying times are huge at Bud's Creek so you can get a good gate pick.
4: Yeah. Well, I think what we've seen through the years, I think it's gotten to the point where there's like maybe 15 gates where you can get a good start now where it used to be one. Yeah. you just have to not be twentieth or worst gate pick. It's impossible. Literally impossible.
2: Mhm. Yeah. No, especially uh, where
4: other factor you know, it gets it we've seen crazy deals where some privateer just nails it. Or, it's not um, happen here.
2: or, uh, or filthy fill at high point, literally with fortieth gate pick coming up top five. So
4: yeah, it, yeah. It's just not happening, I don't think, with the one eighty. But we see all the time where a guy leads everyone into the turn, pushes wide. Yeah. And some guy who is ace gets underneath them and ends up with a hole shot. So I think yeah. that's that's doable. But, uh, and by the way, correct me if I'm wrong. Okay, they changed the start, we know, for the donations. That's why it has that kind of unfair start. Right. It's the GP theory, right, where they want to make the Saturday qualifying race important so they purposely make the starts favor certain gates. Correct?
2: Yeah. Correct they, on they, that? Well, they seem to be wanting to do that. I've never heard that. But it's pretty obvious okay. with all the with all the starts that it, it is that that is the plan.
4: Yeah, they 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 want the gate pick to mean something,
2: right?
0: To
4: make qualifying mean more. So when you end up changing your start around that, this is what you get. Like I said, it's gotten better. Mm-hmm. But 40th, you're dead.
2: Yeah, yeah, really right. All right, let's get to some phone lines. Whalen, what's going on, man? Thanks for calling the show.
3: Hey, thanks for picking my I Love the show. Thanks for all the awesome content you guys do. Thanks. Um, Hey, I was wondering, okay, so Reed's out, Villapoto, Stewart. You know, I remember these guys, it really just ruined their day to lose a race. And I'm not saying the other guys don't want to win, but it just doesn't seem like – it seems like they're a little more cool with it. Are there any riders around there that you think just really hate it and really just want to do anything to avoid losing that I could pull for the rest of the summer?
2: <laughs> I mean, I think they all do. I think – I mean, Ryan Dungey. You know, at Bud's Cre- or at Glenn Helen, Ryan Dungey like told me straight up, I don't want to interview. I- I'm mad. You know, he was upset at his day. So yeah. these guys are all like that. I mean, maybe they're not on the podium like Stu and Chad at Jacksonville, you know, um, but I think they all are that way. They really are. I don't think Jeremy yeah. Martin's a, a joy to be around yeah. if he doesn't win. You know, I think he's right. that dude's got a real burning desire to uh, to be the best. So. I don't know. What do you think, we They're
3: just so much better at PR these days. They just all seem like they're so nice to each other. I don't know. The,
2: yeah, we do have that, don't we, Wygant? We, we do have polished dudes nowadays.
4: Yeah, I think um, I think the Carmichael McGrath standard that was around for, I mean, just between the two of them like 15 years, say, I think that messed things up for a little while where it literally became possible to expect to win every single race you were in. I mean, because those guys literally were doing that. And, you know, then I think when you saw Stewart or Reed come in after that, it was like, okay, for 15 years I've seen that if I'm supposed to be the best guy, I should win every race ever. Right. And second place would piss them off. I think we've got five years after that, and Villapoto was maybe winning half of the Supercrosses, which is really impressive. It's just the idea of winning every one I think has finally left. So God can say, okay, I, got, I went one-two today. I got second overall. That's all right. Where Carmichael would be throwing things and cursing at people and punching holes in his bus <laughs> because he went one, two. Yeah. Just,
2: right.
3: That's was the way it works for a little right while. Now, it like... It's a little better this way, actually.
2: Right. What's that, Waylon?
3: It just seemed like it was a little bit uh, – there was bigger rivalries back then. I don't know. I felt like an old guy talking about the reading. and – Days or the Carmichael and Reed, he would always kind of pick one of the other guys to be buddies with.
2: But yeah, it I mean,
3: like we don't have that intense rivalry uh, anymore. Wayland I mean, it's cool. Waylon, yeah, all, but...
2: yeah, no, no. RV ruined a lot of that too. He and Dunge, they were both of those guys refused to get dragged into any sort of personal battles. They raced each other clean. There was no issues. Yep. Um, yep. Both of those Ryans were not about trying to do anything to each other to uh, to make the other guy not like him. So it really started with those two guys and kind of carried on. Like, Mar- can you see Marvin Marvin Mooskan talking some trash? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I yeah. mean, Muskan's like, oh, I'm very happy to be here. Congrats, Jeremy. wrote are great. <laughs> right.
3: so, yeah, they're like so happy when yeah. the other one wins. It's, it's, it's just crazy to me. I mean, no. it's cool. I respect the sportsmanship, but just a different no, kind I, of different time.
2: I agree. I didn't think about it too much till you brought it up, Waylon, but you're right. It <laughs> is a different time for sure, so. Thanks, man.
3: All right, thanks, yeah, hey, uh, What uh, bride, fly racing okay. helmet are you using?
2: Uh, fly racing helmet, F2 carbon. Uh,
3: I'm mountain bike. Sorry.
2: Oh, on the mountain bike? Um, I don't know. Tits, would have to know. It's a free the Freestone. The Freestone. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I was
3: looking at that one. All
2: right, dude. It's it's really good. It's got the adjustable uh, uh, thing on the back to to tighten the helmet on you. It's 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 top notch. Love it.
3: Awesome. Thanks, guys. Have a good show. Thanks, Waylon.
2: Thank you. Um, Waylon's right though. We we don't have that anymore. These guys are all too nice. We need to start some. Even with Roxen. Roxen's a pretty, pretty good dude. You know, to, to the...
3: Yeah, uh, they've all... I,
4: I, I, I'm not sure if it just happened to coincidentally be their personality. One of the things I'm wondering is, because of social media and it, not the internet wasn't around, you know, with the Ryans five years ago, but the people can interfere with your deal so much more and get a hold of you so much better. Mm-hmm. I wonder if everyone's kind of been like, man, I'm just better off dousing this stuff with yeah. a wet blanket. I can't. I can't have hair on fire Sunday through Friday (laughs) and deal with that in in the background. I mean, Kenny, he's been pretty there. Okay, first of all, for starters, he's from Europe, right? So there's always the chance that that could turn into something. And he has done a masterful job any time that even gets brought up. I mean, even battles. I got into a battle once with Mark DeRuver on Twitter, and Kenny himself came in and said, guys, just drop it. He just doesn't want to go there. And I think maybe it's because the guys realize, man, I have very little to gain by getting in this type of pressure and battle and
2: yeah. half the people
4: hate me. So maybe it's all on purpose.
2: It's it's amazing. Roxanne does not have the – well, it could be because they're French, but the Pichon, Villemin, Tortelli, these guys that come over, they get a lot of hate because they're foreigners, you know, even Chad to an extent. but. Man, Roxen's English is perfect. You just never know. You'd never know he's from Germany. No one ever holds that against him if they don't like him.
4: Well, I've always said the only reason people hold it against you is because they don't like you in the first place, and then it becomes your cop-out. Uh, no one did, did anyone talk trash on Tortelli or Roncada? And everybody loves Villeman now, right? So – Basically, if you're cool and people like your personality, they like you, which is no different than an American. So that's all it comes down to. Yeah. It's such a scapegoat. Yeah, yeah. If everyone hates Porcel because he's French, why doesn't everybody hate Muscat?
2: Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good point. You're absolutely right, right? It'll um, be cool. Right. Everything's fine. Yeah, Tortelli, uh, no, everybody loves Tortelli. Well, do how, how could you not? Don't how even... could you not? Exactly. (laughs) Um, All right, let's get to some more phone calls here. Um, Fly Racing, Moto 60 Show, presented by Infab. Blake, what's going on, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, how are you?
5: Pretty good. I'm uh, driving up the Buds Creek from uh, Charlotte, North Carolina right now,
2: Oh, Wygant's hometown.
5: Yeah, man. Wygant wants to get
4: up here sometime if you're ever around. Uh, I'm around. I'm usually never able to get out of the house, but let's do it, man. Let's come on over. I'll give you my
5: address.
2: <laughs> well, Blake, are you buying? Because cool. he's not. He's yeah, not. Yeah,
5: man, I'll buy. Okay. okay. I, know he's, I know he's a bit of a cheapo.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's.
5: <laughs> I'm um, I'm yeah, there. first off, thanks, Steve, for uh, everything you put out, man. You get me through the work week. uh work interning in Charlotte right now, so it's. Uh, yeah, 40-hour work week hasn't been right. great to me, so that helps out a lot. You're welcome. Uh, Thank you yeah, for listening. I, I'm from Maryland. Uh, I was wondering with the rain coming up, if you guys remember Bud's Creek 2009.
2: Two th- oh, yeah. yeah oh, they, yeah. They, they, <laughs> who can forget? When it
5: was... I was there that day and it was absolutely insane. I mean, rivers coming down the yeah. hills and everything. It was No, they threw the crazy. uh they
2: threw the flag early in the 250 class. Um Yeah, yeah, I
5: think the pond in the middle started overflowing.
2: Right. And that was one of the only races I've ever watched from the press tent because I just could not yeah. go outside. I'm just like I can't go outside. I'll 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 die. So Yeah, I got hooked
5: up with a friend of mine who worked for Monster and uh we got into their VIP thing. so That was yeah. nice to get out of the rain a little bit, but right, um right. I heard you guys talking a little earlier about specialists at Tracks, and uh, nobody said Brock Tickle.
2: True. Brock Tickle does like Bud's Creek. He does. Yeah, he
5: uh, he seems to ride there pretty well, I think.
2: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. He's done well. Will Hahn, too. Another guy that's done well at Bud's Creek over the years. Um, Good good point for sure, Blake. Uh, Tickle. And Tickle's been solid. Tickle's uh, been one of those guys, of course, that nobody talks that much about, but he's been good. Yeah, I think – He's been really consistent and, like, run the top five, top
5: tens a lot. And I mm-hmm. think uh, if the weather holds off, maybe even if it rains a bit, I think he could do pretty well there. He seems to like that track and ride well there a lot.
2: Yeah, good call, man. You're absolutely right. All right. Thanks.
5: Are you going to uh, be around this weekend? Can I uh, come find you somewhere, maybe? Uh,
2: yeah, look for me in the pits. I'll be around there. Look for me around the team haulers eating something. Wygant kind of <laughs> disappears around 1130 and doesn't come out till 5. <laughs> he goes in his trailer. Right, well, yeah, thanks yeah, for
4: being in a, uh, ivory tower with a glass ceiling.
2: Yeah. I'm funny. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. Th- thanks, man. Cool.
4: All right, well, thanks for taking my call, guys.
2: Thank you. Alex, what's up? You want to talk uh, little Davey Millsaps?
4: Yeah,
3: I saw the interview on the other janky uh, website, and he said he has big plans for 2016. Mm-hmm. And we just saw Chad Reed close his doors. How long do you think Millsaps team goes?
2: Well, I've heard no Saps has a guy, you know, has a has a money guy, and he wants. To, he's even talking to Chad about his truck. Uh, he's talking to some other people about their semi trucks, and he wants to go big next year and have his own team, Team One Eight Motorsports. You know, so that should be interesting.
4: Oh, that, that's not gonna be the name. Are you kidding
2: me? No, 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 no. I'm I'm kidding, but he's he gonna build a it's team. It's
3: actually it's actually one
2: ocho. Yeah, one ocho. Like, uh, I uh, we'll see how it goes, man. He, he's, you know what? He's going to race. Start. He's going to start next weekend, and uh, at Red Butt. It should be interesting to see how he does. So,
5: yeah.
2: Good luck to him. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, man. Thank you. It. Uh, I don't know what Alex was doing there. It sounds like he was um, cracking something up. But um, I've always said, why, well, Gant, you take uh, talent. Davy Millsaps has that. You take motivation. Davy Millsaps has that, and you take the desire to need to earn money. David Millsaps has that. Could have a dangerous guy on your hands.
4: Absolutely, and Millsaps is everyone's first example ever when they bring up that point. I've been hearing this for 10 years now, and it's not just us in the media, agents, other teams, uh, they bring that up all the time with him. But when you say that, I think often with Reed here, I know that everyone thinks he should benefit because he won't have the stress of running his team and things like that, but he's also going to lose, I think, when he built 2 2, there was no doubt that that was built partially with a chip on his shoulder, you know, to show the industry he wasn't done, to show he mm-hmm. could get it done with his own guys. Chad's been very outspoken about some of the teams he's been on in the past, and he didn't like the way they did it, and he was going to show them, if I do it my way, I'm better off. So that's the same thing. I think Chad's team was, and his good results partially, was born mm-hmm. out of, I'm going to show people. So Millsaps is the same way. So you can't just remove, for Reed next year, mm-hmm. you can't just remove that from the equation. At least you got to think about it. I uh, think, hmm. The scenario is different. Yes, a lot less distractions, but this is a lot of motivation for guys like this too.
2: Yeah, people forget Chad had to form his own team because literally no one would give him a ride. He was in the running yeah. for a factory Honda ride that went to Josh Grant. Um, they didn't have yep. the budget, I don't think, and literally he had nowhere to go. Had to start a team. And I think he was pissed off. Yeah,
4: and he wrote well because he was pissed off.
2: Yeah, yeah,
4: and. He had this whole, you know, me and my guys against the world mentality, which is fine. You know, you're a racer; you got to come up with anything you can,
0: yeah, yeah. To, to,
4: you know, be motivated. So, same thing with Millsaps here. It will it be harder than being on a team where all of the things handed over and you don't have to worry about it.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, but
4: sometimes just being mad at the industry helps.
2: So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, and Millsaps has all those things lining up for him, you know, and also a bike that yeah. he likes and everything else. So. Should be interesting to see how he can do. There's no doubt. Uh, let's take a call from Matt. Matt, what's going on on the Fly Fly Race and Moto60 show?
1: Uh, yeah, I just was uh, curious. I haven't been able to listen in any, but I kind of was wondering what you guys think uh, Cooper Webb will do when he comes back. I mean, he did a, had one pretty good moto this year, but when he's ready, what, what do you think? What kind of damage do you think he could do in that, that class with how well the other two are running?
2: What moto did he have that was good, Matt? wasn't his first moto
1: in the first moto of the year. Oh, Second yeah. He got, he, he got
2: hurt. Second moto. Second moto he got yeah. hurt. Yeah, my bad. All right. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Matt. Yeah, He,
1: even led, uh, he,
4: he led and he even battled, which we haven't brought up here. We once again get Webb versus uh, AC. Yeah. We battled a little bit in that moto. This will be interesting. I yeah. think it will be great. I think he's going to be right in the Well, heart. we did
2: touch on a little bit, Matt, beginning of the show, but let's go moto finishes this weekend. Weege, what do you have, Matt, this weekend off the couch?
4: I'll give you a, a third and a fourth. Not sure of the order of the moto. Ooh. To right up
2: there. Okay, I'm going to go 5 7. See, I'm going to do a little worse. Just Whoa. all the time missed. Um, what do you okay. think, Matt?
1: I, I was actually going like a 5 5, kind of in the middle. Okay, you know? yeah, you'll split our Probably difference. come out first, moto like super fast, and then a uh, solid fade at the end is what I was thinking.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's gonna be tough for him, uh, fitness-wise. It'll okay. take him a couple races, but yeah, no, I think you're all right. Okay, Matt, Matt, if you're on the record, you, you said Cooper Webstock Falls. That's what you just said. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, alert the, everybody, alert yeah. Cooper's family, alert, alert Twitter, everything. So, all right, thanks, Matt. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Jay. What's going on? Thanks for calling the Fly Race and Moto 60 Show, presented by fact. Hey, thanks. Um, just a question about the
4: the tracks. Um, I know you got like buds this weekend. Obviously, you know mm-hmm. coming up some of these classic tracks. Is there a reason why um, they never take a couple rounds to rotate in different tracks, or is there any possibility of that ever happening, some of these tracks that don't have nationals that uh, you know, kind of sticks to the same thing every year after year after year until a place closes or whatever?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, Weege, you want to take this one?
4: Yeah, I do think that's something that MX Sports would like to try. Um, a lot of it because with the new ones they brought in, it's been like 50-50. Some of them have been great. Some of them have not been So I think it's like, okay, this is really an experiment. We bring in a new track, and you can kind of hedge your bets a little bit if you didn't just commit. Uh, So I think they would like to do that, but it comes down to the same thing everything else in the sport does. As much as people want to think so, I don't think, like, Davey, for example, just has the unilateral power uh, to do that. Like, it's a lot to ask, actually, for a track to invest to have a national and then maybe not even have it every other year, and then maybe it never comes back again. So you've got to kind of balance what you're asking the track to do to get up to national standards and also rewarding them with, and we'll give you three straight years of races no matter what. So that's, I think, the tightrope they've got to walk. But I think they would like to do it if they can figure out a way to pull it off.
2: I'd like to see them do it too, but I'm with you. Like, you know, hey, Mr. Jason Wygant, uh, we're going to award you a national. You need to dump, I don't know, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars into your track to bring it up to speed. And, uh, oh, yeah, we're going to, every third year, we're going to take your race away from you. You know, it's uh, it's tough. It's a, it's a tough ask, I think. Is that
4: with the GPS? Is that how it works there too? Because I know they change the tracks around somewhat there. Um, is that a year to year thing, or because I get yeah? If you had to do a three year commitment, I can see how that would cause
2: yeah a I, major I... issue. It seems like, and I don't have much in, intel on the GPS, the way that it works, but it seems like Jay is what you do is you're Giuseppe Luongo, you go and collect a shit ton of money from the local government to run a build a substandard motocross track on a field somewhere, and then you just collect all the money, and then eventually no one comes, the track guy is broke, the government doesn't want to give you any more money, there's no more fans, and you move to the next sucker, I mean track owner, to go and have your GP at like it. <laughs> Uh, I just see it, it, the mind boggles the way that they do things over there. And I don't know how that's done. I just assume it's a shit ton of money in a briefcase somewhere in a back alley.
4: Yeah, I guess that makes sense.
2: You know, so, um, but yeah, that's the, I mean, obviously they have their standards that, that stay there and they don't go anywhere, but good God, some of these decisions in some of these different places they go to, you know, they, they go there for a couple of years, they milk it dry, they move on to the next place. So uh Thanks. Thanks, Jay.: Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Weege. Um, I don't know
4: I don't know how much you can reveal there, but on that same topic, I believe that these two Buzz Creek and Thunder Valley, which have hosted the donations in recent times, modern times, mm-hmm. I think those two tracks are still reeling from the rights cost to get the donations. still
2: really, really, huh? Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah,
4: eight years, almost, like, in the hole for Bud's Creek that cost so much money to do.
2: (laughs) How about two at the Bud's Creek National? And I heard this only from the one side, which was the track owner's side. But there was some guy there from Ustream selling black bracelets, you know, for, like, $200 or $300 just just at the front gate to people. They're like, what? Like, where's that money going? (laughs) Ah, never mind. It's just a black bracelet. Never mind. It's like, huh? So... Um,
4: yeah, and, and like you said, that could be a one-sided story, but in general, yeah, yeah. we've been hearing, in the broad picture, stories of the rights, basically, to pay to get one of these GPs are just um, astronomical. Right. I, I think I can go on the record saying that.
2: No, absolutely. Uh, we uh, a couple things before we wrap up. Uh, sixth anniversary of the King of Pops passing away. Anything you'd like to say?
4: Are you serious? Yeah. Six years? Yeah. Wow. Wow. I thought we were old when people we knew as kids were old enough to die, but now we're even older because it happened six years ago. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'll just uh, share. My family really only has one tradition, and that's watching television. They have no family standards, Mm -hmm. morals, values, lessons, (laughs) skills passed down to the years, nothing. Right. However, we were like the first in our block to have cable, first in our block to have VCR, And uh, when I came home in uh, kindergarten, when the thriller video was premiering. It was literally a party at our house to watch this thriller video, which was going to be, like, revolutionary as far as videos go. John Landis. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. yeah, it was big. I mean, it was the Wygant family's um, Neil Armstrong landing on the moon. Very seminal (laughs) moment in – television, which is all my family really cares about.
2: Well, I'm surprised it wasn't a WrestleMania that was a, a, a Armstrong no, on the too. moon.
4: Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. That, many WrestleManias on this list as well.
2: Right. Uh, also, too, last thing, I went to go see Jaws yesterday at the movie theater, and we know your feelings on movies, but you're okay with Jaws. This could happen.
4: Yeah, I mean, it could. Even one of those Jaws, is, is, is they were like at a mock-up of SeaWorld,
2: right? Right. Yeah, Jaws 3.
4: To add even more realistic Now, here's what I'm confused: You were texting yesterday, going to Jaws. Is there a new Jaws, or did you see old Jaws in the theater?
2: No, old Jaws, 40th anniversary in the theater. Yeah. Wow. So I paid eight dollars wow. for a movie I own on DVD, oh. and I've seen a hundred times.
4: Oh, you're serious? Yeah. I'm hanging up
2: this phone before I come through it. <laughs> All right. See you later. Thank you for coming on. <laughs> All right. Fly racing, Moto 60 show presented by Infab. Fly racing. Check them out, bro. NFAB, n-fab.com, proudly made in Houston, Texas. Great guys. Uh, Jeep truck or SUV, steps, light mounting solutions, anything you need. Fly Racing, Oswell, debuting, debuting their 2016 gear real soon. And uh, excited to talk about that, as well as their mountain bike line, uh, like that guy called in for their helmet. Thanks for, for rescuing me, Tits, on the model of that helmet. Um, That's what I'm here for. Yeah, fantastic. But I can say it's the it's a great helmet. Uh, and uh, we're still giving away a fly polo and hybrid uh, short to a lucky caller on the uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Let's get to our next guest, Michael Antonovich from Transworld Motorcars. What's up, Anton? What's going on? How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Uh, Thanks for having me. 702-586-7857. Give us a call if you've got a question for Michael Antonovich or myself on the uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Sixth anniversary of the King of Pops death, Anton. So. Yeah. Yeah.
6: Yeah. I was like eighteen, so Yeah. Heartbreak uh, Heartbreak. I mean I have I have Thriller on C D, it's a great album, but aside from that I don't really know much else.
2: Okay, fair enough. Um so. Cooper Webb's moto scores. What where do you think he's gonna fit in this weekend?
6: I'm thinking five
2: five. Five five, okay. All right. And uh do you think eventually he's gonna get he's gonna win races? Can he get up there? Has he missed too much time?
6: Uh, it's kinda of tough to say considering we haven't, you know, even seen him ride yet. Mm-hmm. You know, aside from that first moto at Hanktown, but I wouldn't be surprised if he won. I mean he totally could go out and win a moto.
2: Right, right. Um, all right, yeah, let's take a let's take a call real quick. Matt, what's going on? Thanks for calling the show. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, I actually had a question about X brand goggles. Um, you've yeah. been saying stuff on the other show about a, a tear off system where it only pulls one at a time. Is that something that's out, or am I missing something? That are you, you hyping? No. Yeah, yeah, it's out,
2: bro. It's on the website.
1: Oh man, I, I, I'm not looking at the right spot. I'm just really <laughs> curious because uh, I've been I've been trying to pull one tear off for a long time, and it's let me tell one you, one, the, one pack. The <laughs> biggest
2: the biggest skill that these guys have is jumping a supercross triple, and then pulling one single tear off. It's phenomenal. I don't know how they oh, do yeah. it. Um, because I'm mm-hmm. I'm one of those guys too that pulls off uh, pulls everything off. Uh, I'm on their website right now because I saw a video uh, accessories on the bottom. I believe. Let's see here. Yeah, there we go. It's on the very bottom. It should be better uh, better presented. But on the very bottom is accessories X brand easy tear stra- off strap strap wrap $12.99. Okay, I'll check it out. I'm definitely interested in that. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. Cool. I got. I got. I got some to give to our guys this weekend. Uh, our racer guys. They're gonna try them at home during the week and see if they want to run them on the race goggles or not. But um, yeah, it's kind of a neat idea that X brand has come up with. So we'll see how they work out for the guys, and hopefully look for them uh, on the straps of uh, Alex Martin, Brock Tickle, and, and these type of guys. Ch- Chism. them yeah, Awesome. All right, thanks, man. Awesome. Thank you. Have you seen that strap wrap ramp, Anton? Oh
6: yeah. Yeah, yeah, we
2: have.
6: Um, our um, our art guy was running it at Day in the Dirt.
2: Oh, it's fantastic.
6: So I, likes it. Likes it a
2: lot. I've only got the, uh, the pre-production ones here. They're orange. And I told uh, Rich, the owner, like, you should change the colors. Kind of not a nice color. Yeah,
6: I think ours was orange, too.
2: <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I think the the stock ones, or the ones that are for sale are white or silver or something a little cooler. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, first off, Team 2-2, we touched on this on our podcast Transworld. Now I assume it's you was pretty much the first one to report on things that we all heard and kind of knew behind the scenes that Team Two Two was closing its doors, and you kind of felt the wrath. Uh, yeah. But it turns out that That's putting it lightly. Uh, what happened? What talk about that situation and how you felt? And and again, um, you know, you you know, like uh, you know, you, you speculated and you knew from talking to people what had happened, and it turns out you were right.
6: Yeah, well, it was really, like, Don and I. I mean, Don's phone book is so big that he can get a hold of anybody and find out, you know, what he needs to find out.
0: Mm-hmm.
6: We both ha- talked to a couple people, and I was like, yeah, dude, sounds like this is a for-sure thing. And he confirmed it to me later that afternoon and on Thursday, and we went with it. And, you know, I totally see Chad Nelly's point, like, it would suck to have something that you'd work that hard for, to be blown apart like that, like, I, I totally understand and, and get their frustration and stuff. But on our end, it kind of sucked to be raked over the coals of the media and be told that we're idiots and we we didn't do our job. Like, I see both ends of it. Like, wasn't a, a, a thing to, like, attack Chad or anything. Like, you know, yeah. nobody gets joy out of being the first one to say something bad has happened. There's nothing. I don't. I would rather have Chad's team be in the pits than us have all the page views we got from it you know
2: yeah of course
6: you know but and and we share a building with Wasserman like they're on the other side of the wall of our office you know it it it, you know that I don't want to piss anybody off and I'm like I even told like a couple of our guys I'm like well we're not getting greeting cards at Christmas from Gate City so there you go (laughs) but yeah yeah, yeah. I mean after that it you know everybody kind of knew and we all heard it for a while and you know, I mean, he, he wasn't happy, especially in your interview after Colorado. Uh, and it just seems like everything has just been like, compounded in it, And that's where we're at now with them. So, yeah, I mean, it's a bummer deal for sure. There's a lot of really good guys from, you know, the staff to the riders to, you know, Shaq,
2: everybody
6: out looking for work now. But yeah. they're good enough that they'll land on their feet quickly. But, I
2: mean, you're doing your job, you know?
6: Exactly. And... Exactly. And, like, that was the thing, too. You know, we were not pissed. Like we weren't lying; it was true. You know, it just sucks that we got blasted
2: like that. Yeah, no. It, it turns out that it was right. You know, and I, I mean, I've been yeah. in your—I've been in your shoes. I've—I've I've had it happen, oh, yeah. and it's unfortunate. Yeah. It's like, but we're paid to, you know, we reported the facts, and that's what it is. And if you don't have your ducks in the row, that you know, you don't want people hearing it from the media, then you should do a better job of getting all your ducks in a row you know and before yeah. it gets out there before we find out so yeah yeah it's unfortunate um you know um the even asked the His agent had some not so nice words on his instagram and everything else so i feel yeah
6: that one that one sucked yeah i feel like, i feel for you each other in the parking lot so it's like oh fuck great
2: yeah yeah no exactly yeah it's it's what it, what happens um yeah but you were proven right in the end, and I guess whatever. No one wants to be proven right. No one thinks it's awesome to be proven right like that. But yeah. you know, so we were all we were yeah. all, we were all chuckling at you because we'd been there. We'd done we'd been down that. Oh road. yeah,
6: no, trust me. It's not the first time I've been called an idiot. So <laughs> certainly won't
2: be the last. Um, hey, are you going this weekend?
6: Yeah, I fly out tonight.
2: Yeah, I, I leave tomorrow morning. It looks like it's going to be rain. Looks like it's going to be a good series. of good uh, good chance of rain. So bring a. Bring your plastic bags for your cameras and everything.
6: Yeah. As soon as I get off the plane tomorrow, I'm going to Bass Pro Shop and buying reindeer.
2: Right. Fly Race and yeah. Moto 60 show presented by NFAB with Michael Antonovich from Transworld. Hey, I wanted to get your take. Um, Jason Anderson has gotten three podiums in five races now in the 450 class, and now he sits third in the points, just up on his buddy mm-hmm. Blake Baggett and uh, not far uh, behind uh, or not far ahead of Barsha either. But I think that's been a surprise for Jason Anderson yeah. to be the best of the rest you know i think that's been a surprise and he, and he looks like he's nothing more than he's gaining momentum
1: exactly i
6: mean i'm surprised by it jason especially if you look at how the the supercross season went i mean he was good he was consistent there were small points crashes and stuff and you kind of i don't know i didn't take jason to be as much as a of a an outdoor guy cuz he doesn't have a title but he has a supercross title mm-hmm. you know Thirty minutes twice a day on a bigger bike could be pretty gnarly, but he's proving that what they're all doing down in Florida is really helping. I think the change in environment really is helping him out
1: too.
2: Yeah, and don't forget where did he win his uh, where did he win his oh, his only national moto at Bud's Creek last year? So that's right. You know, maybe he can be something special this weekend and get in between Dungey and Roxham.
6: Yeah, so it could be good. I mean, there's a lot of guys that. I mean, everybody kind of figures that Ken and Ryan are 1-2 and they will be 1-2 for the rest of the summer,
0: mm-hmm.
6: uh, no matter who comes back or who leaves or, or whatever. Right. But there's a lot of guys that, that can throw a wrench in the plans. that, you know, third, fourth, fifth for the, right. for the standing.
2: And even Barsha, he's he, uh, he has been he's been okay, but, you know, he's right there. He's only a few points back at Anderson. His season yeah. on the points doesn't look as bad as it seems like it has been, you know? Mm-hmm. And, I mean,
6: not bad considering he didn't get all the time to test like he would have and mm -hmm. still figuring out the bike and all that stuff. But, I mean, still his program seems like it's changing all the time for him to leave his personal track in Georgia and then go ride a club and and fight with the team and stuff. Like, I think the change in everything he's made this year has been for the better. It just hasn't paid off 100% yet.
2: Yeah, he's got Buddy Antonis too. He's working with his riding technique a little bit. So Yeah. Um. You're Josh Grant, I know he's been calling around trying to get a ride. Do you know anything else? Is he is he gonna reappear this summer? I know you know, Chad said he's getting paid and going the rest of the way. Um so that props to Reed Reedy for doing that. But do you think he's gonna resurface? Do you think there's an opening there somewhere?
6: I'm not sure. I haven't really, you know, talked too much about it. John and I only talked a little bit today, this morning, but that's something that we're gonna, you know, kinda keep going after and Josh is pretty close to us and, and you know, proximity wise, so we can figure it out, it's not hard to get a hold of him. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm sure by the end of the weekend Don can have an interview with him.
2: Do you think he will? What what's your I'll gut what's your gut, what's your gut feeling? Do you think he surfaces on something?
6: I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean it kinda sounds like he's really battered up and I don't want to put anybody like words in anybody's mouth because that's yeah. you know kind of where our, the criticism came. But <laughs> if uh if he's hurt and not 100%. And it's been a pretty rough summer so yeah. far, and you've got to get paid out. And you're really not 100% sure if you're going to keep racing. I, is it worth it to come back out and, and, like, risk it one more time, you know? that. Yeah. It could be really bad. If I was Josh, you know, I don't know. I mean, you got you got to do what you got to do, and this is your life. It's, it's a hard one to say. Where could he show up, there Like, I don't know if Callie is going to field a second bike he's not going to probably go as a privateer or anything like that, right. you know, it's hard to say where, where he can land because there's really not a lot of opening. Yeah. He, con- gonna...
2: he kind of left his Instagram open-ended. Like he may hang it up. He may not, you know, yeah. I, I couldn't really, I couldn't really decipher too much about it. Like which one way or another what he's feeling. I think if you're a yeah. rider and you, you're at all feeling like that, you probably should hang it up. You know, it takes a hundred percent commitment. They're... So,
6: yeah, I mean, nobody wants to be out there and Bad things happen when you're not dedicated, you know. That's yeah. when guys really, really get hurt. You know, that, that brief lapse in concentration and it can really be bad.
2: Yeah. Hey, uh, Christoph Purcell, we saw a great ride at High Point. We saw a not so great ride at Muddy Creek the round before. The other rounds have been up and down. What are we gonna see going forward? We're gonna see High Point, Christoph Purcell? We're gonna see Muddy Creek, Christoph Purcell? Or somewhere in between?
6: I think you're gonna see both. I mean <laughs> it's kinda of, I mean, everybody knows how much talent he has. It just depends on what day of the week, like what day of the strikes, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, to see how this weekend is, if, if it's going to be as muddy as it is, I mean, he could be a big surprise. Uh, but then, you know, next week is 4th Ju- of July and we're in Michigan, and it's hot as hell. Mm-hmm. So, not necessarily Kristoff's best environment.
2: Yeah, I yeah, know you're probably right. Um, but still, we got the high point to hang his hat on. He can do it, you yeah. know what I mean? And in one sense, totally. it, makes it, it makes it worse because you're like, well, he can do it. High Point was a great race for him. So. Um, Alex Martin to star Yamaha. We talked about this, and I wrote about this a couple weeks ago in my column, but it looks like it's more official now. What's your thoughts on that? Amar, getting a, getting a uh, factory ride, sort of.
6: It's a good deal. I mean, we just uh, I just did an interview on him for a later issue. and uh, you know, It's been a long time coming. People don't realize how much stuff that he went through in the last you know, six years since turning pro in two thousand and eight mm-hmm. or eight years. You know, that's a long time. Uh he's twenty five years old in the two fifty class, he's not necessarily young, but he's not old. Yeah. But I mean he's ridden for the cycle trader team has been great and they've really they've been exactly what he needed through these last two years, especially coming after the eleven ten team and then as a privateer for the most part through the early part of his career. Uh Judy's fast. Like he's flying right now, I think and mm-hmm. you know, with his brother He'll be a top five guy all through next year.
2: Do you think it has something to do with him changing goggle companies this year and going to X brand?
6: That could be something. Who was it last year, Scott?
2: <laughs> What's that?
6: Who was it last year?
2: Uh, no, hundred percent. Oh, so. eh, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I think I think it's a very good point. That's probably that's that's what it is. Hey, uh, that little extra touch. Six rounds down. This is the sixth round this weekend. Halfway through the series already. Like we're yeah. starting, we're starting to come into the home stretch here, Anton.
6: I can't believe how fast it's been.
2: I know. I'm with you. It's uh, It's been crazy. The rounds kind of just fly by a little bit, especially when you do five of them in a row, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which race are you most looking forward to in the second half of the schedule?
6: Um, well, with Red Bud, since I'm from St. Louis, I'm going to go home for a few days. So mm-hmm. as much as I can't stand Red Bud as an event, it'll be nice to go home. But I, Washougal is my favorite race of the year. So I'm I'm excited to go to that. What do you mean
2: you can't stand Redbud as an event? What's, dude, what what's what I happened?
6: Think, dude, the drunk people. Like I've had people like heckle me from the fence. I've had beer cans thrown at me. <laughs> Trying to
2: fight me.
6: Like, not a good one for me.
2: Poor <laughs> Anton. Do you think maybe it's because they can sense your love of emo music and they're more hard rock?
6: I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm one of their people. I'm from four hours away. You would think that they would yeah, like. Yeah,
2: but me. maybe. Look. Maybe you put I've off that sale. They, they all do. Maybe you put up that smell of liking the Smiths and emo music, and they like ACDC. Something. How'd you like those CDs? Are they good? Uh, I've only gotten to the one to the uh, minus the lion, bear, or whatever. I got that one in my truck right now. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. I, I, yeah. I'll be honest. I got I got a long way to go to work on all of them. Yeah. Uh, That's okay. Michael Antonovich here on the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by Infab. We didn't give away the Fly Racing polo shirt and hybrid short. So third caller right now, 702-586-7857. 3rd caller wins us the uh, Fly Polo uh, shirt and Fly Shorts, uh, courtesy of the folks at Fly Racing. And, uh, Anton, we're probably going to start seeing 2016 gear this weekend. If not this weekend, then for sure by Red and that's sad.
6: I think, like, Washougal is the official launch. So we'll be for sure then, I would think.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, hey, uh, what's uh What's your thought on, on Matt LeMoyne also folding up uh tent uh, on his team, Jab Motorsports? Bad deal?
6: That's another, yeah, it's just another, like, bummer situation. Because
2: mm-hmm.
6: um, Matt has been doing well. I mean, there there have been some issues where, you know, GNFs or something like that. But for his first, you know, I mean, he's ridden the 450 outdoors before, and, and Matt's a great rider. It's just it's weird that it, it happened now of all times. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, I know, absolutely, right? Um. It's yeah. I never like to see. I mean, Matt's a, a good uh, top twenty guy. Uh, yeah, top fifteen, I mean, if that. Yeah.
6: That team's carried him for what the last two or three years. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. For it. Yeah. Perch to just go now is like, it's kind of strange, but everything happens for a reason. You know, the just don't know. Hopefully, they're back next year, or Matt has some kind of program because he stays on the four fifty. should be a big surprise. You know, I think. Yep.
2: Yeah. Hey, who's been your underrated? Su- who's been your underrated guy through the first five rounds? Like, for example, I know I just threw this question out. Yeah, I probably should have told you beforehand, but uh, like Jesse Wentland for me, starting to come around, starting to put in some good finishes on a 450s, and I guarantee you there's a bunch of fans by the fence that, that just don't know who it is.
6: Yeah. Um, and that's hard to say. Like, I, I think Alex has been like the big, like, Alex Martin's been the biggest surprise uh-huh. for anybody. Um, you know, he's getting his due attention and everything like that, but. I don't know. It, it's kind of hard to say. Like, and think about that. Um, I'm not sure. Wentland is good, especially for for how consistent he's been through all summer.
2: Yeah, yeah. Him and Zach Williams, uh, Minnesota guys, kind of on their own, out of the yeah. box, fan. You know. Yeah. Trying to make it work the best um, they can.
6: Yeah, I don't know. That, that's a that's a tough one to say.
2: Hey, here's a question for you. I think I think I saw something on Transworld about this. Marty Davalos. What's his story? When's he coming back?
6: I'm not I'm not 100% sure. Everything I've heard has been kind of hit and miss, like, oh, he'll come back for these rounds, he'll come back for these rounds. And, you know, he's. I, I heard that he was really sick. You know, he went to, through the same stuff that Davey went through with the mono or, or you know, Epstein-Barr, whatever it was. Wow. And, I mean, that's just gnarly. It'll take a lot out of you. And I think his case was really, really severe. Mm-hmm. So if he makes the last few, great. But I would be surprised like if he shows about Red Bud. You know, right, if he makes right. like the last two or three would be, yeah. would be good for him.
2: It's looking like uh, Trey Kennard and Andrew Short will both be back at Red at Millville also, by the way. So And,
6: and I, Bogle then I too. And
2: too, Bogle will be at Millville on a bike.
6: They just don't know which one.
2: Yeah, I think we do. But I don't know if we can say that yet. So yeah, yeah. um uh what about Zach Bell? Speaking of the Rockstar Husky guys.
6: Um, he's out for the rest of the year.
2: <laughs> oh, uh, he is. Okay. What's what happened to him?
6: Uh, it's just like the, the crash that parked him for those last few supercross races.
2: Mm-hmm.
6: Uh, they figure out there's like a little bit more stuff, a little bit more stuff wrong and it's been like best decided that he just, you know, calls it for the year. Right. Um, I don't want to speak too much because I'm sure, you know, there's a lot more to the story. Uh but from what he kind of said, it, it could come out later this summer. Um, oh, okay. I, I'm not sure if he's going to come back at
2: all. Like even race? He might be hanging like, up the boots?
6: Like come back and race at all this year. Oh, okay. And as far yeah. as next year, I'm not 100% sure.
2: Right, right. Yeah, it's going to be tough for a dude like that, Um, you know, to, yeah. to get a decent ride for sure. So, And what about the Tony? Same thing for
6: like, same thing for Rodriguez, too. I mean, he's probably out for the rest of the year or who knows if he'll come back and what his thing will be next year, too.
2: Right. Yeah, the star guys have kind of said that he's out there. Um, now, his injuries are from a, hitting a rider, right, at Paris? Yeah, it,
6: uh, at Paris. And another, from what I heard, another hit to the head.
2: Oh, geez. So, yeah, not not good for him. Um, and Tonus? And what's new with Tonus?
6: know that he's riding. Uh, you know, he's been riding the last few weeks, and they think they're just trying to get him back into shape. But as far as, like, when he returns, I don't I don't really have an idea. I haven't gotten to go to the test tracks in a little bit lately. Mm-hmm. Um, has been so slammed with with magazine work, but uh, I'm not I'm not 100 sure when when or when he's going to come back
2: at all. Right. Um, all right, Anton. Thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Transworld World Motorcross. Thanks for having me. Trans World Motorcross Magazine Online. Michael Antonovich, the online editor. Uh, thanks, buddy. And we'll see you this weekend at the, at Buds.
6: I'll see you then. Uh, let me know when you get in tomorrow
2: night. Yeah, I'll do that for sure. I'll text you. Bye, right, buddy. All I'll right, talk see you in a bit. All right. Uh Antonovic there, everybody, on Fly Racing Moto60 Show presented by NFAB. Thanks to uh, Blake. Blake won the uh, polo and the short. So thanks to NFAB. Thanks to Fly Racing. Thanks to you guys for listening. Fly Racing Moto60 Show. Presented by NFAB. We will see you next week before Redbud. Red Bud! Thanks, Tits. Appreciate it. See ya.